Thanks for tuning into the show today. Just a quick reminder that everything we talk about today is both Scott and Matt's opinion and not the opinion in Microsoft and NCS. This is the podcast where we talk all things um, low-code, technology, career. So we're really interested in understanding the journeys the companies have gone on as well. So we're going to try and interview as many as we can. All right, welcome back everyone to the show. It is with great pleasure I'd like to introduce our guest on the show today. Three, two, one, let's kick into it. It's power time. Get ready, let's go. Unlock the secrets leaders should know. Welcome everyone to the Power Time Podcast. I'm joined with Matt Noble and myself, Scott Meddings, to have a bit of a chat to everyone around our predictions this time around. But first of all, Matt, what happened over Christmas? How was your break? Break was very much well well deserved, in my own humble opinion as well. So lots of sort of downtime, lots of relaxing, catching up with family and friends, hosted Christmas, which was fantastic as well. So I've spent a lot of time with loved ones. Unfortunately, moved the last week of my break, which I am vowing to never do in a long time as part of that process as well. So 41 degrees and moving, Scott, that wasn't my finest hour uh, when making that decision as well. But glad to be settled in and really excited for a big 2024. I'm really also excited to share sort of what we're seeing in market and what we're really going to sort of what, what those tech trends will be uh, in, in 2024. What about yourself, mate? What did you get up to over the break? So I had two goals this year. I wanted to be kicking on with my health. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to the gym. And the other one was I wanted to get my six-year-old off her training wheels. So they were both really important to me. And I'm happy to say that uh, my daughter now is off her training wheels. So we're able to get that done. And also I went 12 times to the gym over the over the holiday break. So that was just a big goal for me. And um, I'm happy that I got through it and could still walk at the end of it. So that represented about eight spin classes, I think, in that 12 times I went and, and the rest was running. So very happy with the, with the break. Didn't go anywhere, just relaxed and focused on, focused on the family. Yeah, no, I think that's very important as well. Like I say, 2023 was such a big year for probably both of us, given what we've done and given what's happening in the particular tech industry as well. I think having that time to sort of really switch up and spend it with family, I think has been really critical. And I know I'm feeling really refreshed and recharged. So like I say, tackle for a big 2024 and, and really excited for what the year is going to bring ahead in multiple ways as well. So I guess let's get going and, and let's start to talk about sort of those big predictions yeah, the way we're going to run it, Matt, is we'll do three predictions each. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so, so I can go first if you like with my three predictions, and then you can kick off with your three predictions, and then uh, we'll we'll discuss at the end of this uh, what we think. How's that sound? Yep, I'm ready to go. So I'm really interested to hear your predictions. You know, I'm <laughs> often a bit of a a thought leadership to myself, and I always like to hear the way you're seeing technology. So. So my first big one is given all of the focus on LLM and AI, this year I think will be the year for AI builder in the platform. So I think it's a logical place for AI to kind of reside and really I think it will 
really get to a new level of maturity, I think we'll do be able to do some great things in applications. And I think on the Power Platform, that's the place you should go. So my prediction, and we can we can circle back in a year's time, but my prediction will AI Builder will be a huge part of the platform this year as far as uptake. I think we'll see a big, big part of that. That's my first prediction. My second prediction for the year is I think we'll see an insurgent of first-party app replacement. So what I mean by that is there's a lot of talk around cost consolidation out there right now around applications. And a lot of CIOs are looking going, how can I how can I save license fees? How can I save deployment costs? How can I move really fast? And I think if you're only using five to ten percent of a first party application out there today and you can go ahead and build that application on low code. I really think they'll we'll see a lot of organizations doing that this year and and just saving saving fees and probably probably including our first party applications as well. If you have a really basic CRM process or customer service process, they're probably going to go ahead and do that. To me, that kind of makes sense. The platform's really really mature now and and I think we'll just see that level of maturity across those first-party applications of things. And for those that I think that getting maximum value out of the applications, they'll consolidate and really put more use cases in those. So I think it doubled, doubling down on first-party. So that's my second prediction. And my final prediction for the year is I think given we've spoken so much about the rise of citizen development, and I, I don't think we've really seen it, because, you know, although we call it SIT Dev and it is very easy to use low-code tools, I think with the rise of LLM and the amount of work that's going in the product to sort of make it really easy to go and build things like PCFs or to go and, you know, use the tooling, I think we'll see a rise of a whole bunch of people using the product this year as that really matures. So people that maybe perhaps didn't build apps before will be able to do that as we sort of really bring in these new language models and make it really simple. And remember, we're only at iteration, what, 4.5 with ChatGPT and things like this. So, you know, once we see the maturity come through of future versions, that's just going to instantly be an upgrade in the product. So because we're seeing right now across the entire platform a whole bunch of AI integration. It's kind of the year of integration 2023. Yeah. 2024 is going to be the year of how do we use that? How do we get more productive and things like that? So that's my three predictions. So first one is AI Builder will get more mature using LLMs, and I think we'll see more adoption. Second one is I think we'll see some fringe first-party applications getting built in low-code to save on on costs. And the third one is the rise of the citizen developer more so than what we see today. So that's that's me. Over to you, Matt. What what are you thinking? Yeah, for those listening as well, we had Scott and me didn't share notes prior. My predictions are somewhat similar. So based off those speaking for, but I love your predictions. I think the last one in particular, I'm hearing a lot of sort of rumbling from organizations that we work with or that I work with in particular that they're really interested in that in that next phase of adoption. So completely agree. And I think you're bang on with that trend based on what I'm hearing in conversations that are coming up in the last couple of weeks. So my first prediction is a bit of a, a bit of a similar one. I think obviously AI is going to be huge in, in 2024, but my prediction is AI has been going to go from theory to practice. And again, what I mean by that is there's a lot of talk about AI, but organizations are really trying to f- figure out where it fits into their organization and their ways of working. So 
I'm seeing particularly a lot of sort of case studies that are coming out recently. I know Vodafone had a bit of a press release. There's obviously a partnership with Microsoft in that, and they're obviously going to be utilizing OpenAI into their Toby bot, which I think is fantastic. We're seeing professional services organizations really start to adopt Copilot and AI um, to have more cost savings. And again, this is an article that was released by Mita Ellison. Again, another really great case study for those listening to the call. And again, one of our customers in Oricon, again, they're really sort of to look at adopting AI. And again, another public case study for listeners to listen to and to obviously view that particular article. Again, we're seeing different industry verticals adopt AI in different ways. So I'm seeing that sort of their organizations really figure out where AI is going to sit. And I'm going to, we're going to see a lot of different use cases pop up in, in 2024. So again, AI going from theory to practice is my first one. The second one, and a product that I'm really excited about, I know I chat to you about a lot, I chat to you about this product a lot, Scott, uh, is process mining. And why it excites me is what process mining allows you to do is really identify bottlenecks in your existing automation that you have. So uh, the, the rate at which you can automate now is significantly faster, obviously with Copilot in Power Automate. So the opportunities to identify those automation opportunities that provide the best ROI and process mining really does that. Again, I can see that as a really big opportunity to really provide those business benefits for organizations. So process mining is an, a massive one. And, and talking to Justin Graham when we caught up with him in November and the sort of what's in the roadmap uh, in that particular product, I was really excited. So uh, I have a lot of sort of my team members that are getting trained up in process mining at the moment. And it's a big watch area uh, for the market separate to AI as part of that. And my last one is is really similar to yours, Scott, regarding sort of the, the app modernization play. And, and my sort of prediction is that the dawn of the intelligent application is really going to drive application modernization. And, and what I mean by that is the cost to do nothing now is, is greater than prior uh, before because of these AI sort of AI adapted user interfaces that you can build out within these intelligent application experiences now. Prior to, prior, to, prior to that before, having sort of Lotus Notes and, and all these other applications that have big licensing costs, they, they were the compelling events to modernize and, and migrate those applications. Whereas things as like as, such as InfoPath and other legacy experience, the cost to do nothing prior probably didn't outweigh the cost to transform. But what I'm seeing now is, is due to the, 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 the applications and the artificial intelligence that's available in the, in the Microsoft suite that these intelligent applications experience will really sort of be the catalyst to modernize a lot of these legacy applications. So I think application modernization is going to be a big sort of play and a big sort of topic in marketing 2024. So they're my predictions. Happy to have any questions or even any challenges on those, Scott. I love those predictions. I think I agree. Process mining is something that we really haven't tapped into. And I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, it's a brand new product last year. People still getting their head around what it is and what it can do. And it has a really nice synergy around data feedback. So, you know, you can look at your processes, make some changes, get some suggestions through through the language model and the and co-pilot, and then obviously make those changes and then see if it had an effect. So it's almost like a feedback of process. So, yeah, I definitely think that's a great time. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing a fourth prediction now if you say that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think I, I think AI-related policies in organizations, obviously associated to these LOMs, that's going to be a big trend. Mm. Because I think the organizations that will be successful uh, in 24 will be those that embrace AI and not fearful of AI. 
they'll be extremely successful moving forward. So I think a lot of AI-related policies will come out and be fast-tracked by organizations associated to LLMs and, and all of that kind of stuff. I think that's a really big watch here. And it's got that hopefully will appease some of these potential questions that will come because there, there will be people that are quite fearful of all of this kind of stuff as part of that. But again, having those related policies and guardrails in place can kind of appease that. But definitely agree. Face-to-face meetings are starting to move forward. And we're seeing a lot of a lot more face-to-face mm. meetings. Obviously, COVID's had a massive impact on that. But I, me personally, I love a face-to-face meeting. I love a whiteboard. I love getting the texture out. And I love sort of interacting with people in the office. So yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah. So that'll be interesting for the year. I think one of the predictions I had, which didn't make it into my top three predictions of this year, purely because I don't know whether everyone can move fast enough, is I think the whole monetization of, you know, AI into industry. So perhaps we might see a, a language model specifically for legal or specifically for health or specifically for, you know, other industries, FSI, things like that. I just don't know if we'll get that done this year. I think it's definitely going to happen. I just don't know if if the technology and the ecosystem will move fast enough this year for that to really move. And we'll we'll see. You know, so that's a fringe prediction for me that yeah. didn't make it into my top three. But I think it might. We might get there by the end of the year. We'll so see. what do you think about that? Is, is would that be similar to a dynamics accelerator? So that comes out as part of that. There might be a mod, you know, obviously a language model associated to that with a bit of data as part of that in each of those industry verticals. I, I just think the VCs out there will probably want to go and sponsor, you know, or fund companies that grabbing a language model, turning it into an industry vertical, and then coming up with some sort of SaaS outcome for that. You know, we might even see some of that stuff going to AI Builder perhaps, you know, in the future where, you know, all, if, if all I do is, is you know, if I'm an Australian company and all I do is manufacturing, then perhaps yep. someone puts a whole bunch of manufacturing data, maybe comes from a partner into a language yep. model, and then it's really a really relevant industry vertical for that customer. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think Microsoft, Amazon, Google, I, I, I'd be surprised if, you know, there's industry verticals this year in the big three, just because, yeah. you know, everyone's so busy just getting the data center stood up and everything to support all of this stuff and the focus. So I think it'll be a VC type funded com- round of companies if you've got something like this that you can stand up pretty quickly. Obviously, health makes sense, right? So some sort of model. I was listening to a really good, another podcast actually really good the other day around this topic where they were able to, you know, really use language models to look at antibiotics and things like this and solve some of the problems there. Not not to, to come up with new antibiotics, but to really look at it and go, you know, how can we narrow down from our samples from 80 down to 10 that we think might work before we do testing. So, I mean, that should accelerate a whole bunch of research that's getting done right now. So, you know, we won't see the effects of that this year, but over the next year or two, we should see a whole bunch of new things coming through. But uh, exciting time, I agree. Like 2024 to me has just really started with a bang and you know really looking forward to the ai tour that microsoft are holding um in february so yep. keen to to see what happens there and and if there's any uh, new announcements or, or perhaps what people are saying on the street around what's going on right now similar to yourself i think we're at the dawn of this new wave of technology and it's a really exciting space to be in and for those obviously really close to so obviously we're a partner that works with microsoft technologies we're heavily invested in it as well but i think 
of what's going to happen in the next 12 to 24 months in, in that particular wave is really exciting. And we're going to see a lot of change uh, and a lot of positive change, I think, in in really maximizing things that we should be doing and shouldn't be doing. So a lot of those manual repetitive tasks and AI is really going to contribute to that. But Again, I think it's it's going to change and evolve as these models grow and the technology sort of evolves as well. Considering the rate it is is, is sort of accelerating mm. at the moment, which is really excited. And again, I'm I'm super pumped for that. Obviously, AI event. I think we'll be going, we'll be attending, we'll be sharing a lot of insights. And we might be even getting a special guest on board to kind of share some other insights, which will be exciting. So again, a bit of a plug for the next podcast. Watch this space in that particular trend. So. Yeah, look, looking forward to attending that one. I'm looking forward to having conversations with similar people in, in the industry to see what they're thinking and, and they're expecting as well. Because given the way the technology is going, I think interacting with fellow colleagues and fellow people in the industry that have these different you know ideas and mindsets is, is, is something that I'm starting to do a bit more of. I'm starting to learn about you know the way they're thinking about technology getting adopted. So yeah, like I say, very, very exciting time. And again, looking forward to the next 12 months. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I think... We're going to see a lot of maturity across our podcast as well. Hopefully, uh, Matt, as we we pump out more of these this year, one of the things you and I, of course, have been working on in the background is how we can connect with the listeners a bit more on the show. So we've decided to stand up a a simple web page, powertime.au, if anyone's listening, wants to jump on there. And you can, of course, subscribe to our mailing list. And what we'll endeavor to do is send out a bit of a newsletter every quarter on, you know, things that we've talked about on the podcast, guests, connections, links, things like this. So that should be pretty cool as well, Matt, as we as we kind of go down this journey. Yeah, and also if there's any requests or topics that you want us to cover, more than happy to do that. Again, we really want to engage the community and make this really beneficial and really maximizing listening to times. I know I'm a big podcast listener in the, in the sauna or on, or on the way to the, the office, all of that kind of stuff as well. So we want to maximize your time. And thanks to everyone that does listen and support Scott and myself as we can go on and embark on this journey. It is something that you know I'm really excited for personally as well in, in the next 24 months that we're going to be doing this for. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, I will add a link to our webpage to allow people to put a suggestion or to submit an idea for the show. And we'll we'll look at those and review them before we do each podcast and see if we can include some of that in the in the actual show as we move forward. On next week's podcast, we can't wait to get into the AI tour and really discuss how the day went. So tune in next time. A big thank you to everyone who's helped with the podcast so far and all the people that have given us some great advice, uh, having aired the first one. And I can't wait for everyone to sign up to those newsletters. Bye.